0: Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I wanna welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about mindfulness. I have just developed a program called Mindfulness Matters and it is for students and teens. It can also be adapted for little kids too. And I wanted to talk to you about the reason that I developed this program and how mindfulness can help you guys as well. As you know, mindfulness is something really that I include in a lot of my different podcast episodes. But what really is mindfulness practice and why is it so important and what is it that it can do for our brains that actually help us throughout our day? mindfulness is the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something so it's basically a mental state achieved by focusing on one's awareness in the present moment so why is that so important because we've talked about before time and time again that when we're focused on the future it brings about fear worry and anxiety because we're so anxious about what could possibly happen to us Like when I think about what could happen if I put this book out there, I publish this book, people, what are they gonna think of me? That would drive me insane and probably also keep me from actually publishing a book if I were to focus on the fear. So being mindful is a way to help keep us centered and in the present moment, which is a way to help us accept our own thoughts, feelings, and a way for us to change our thoughts and feelings. Because if we start to feel anxiety, or we start to feel fear and panic, then that means we're out of alignment somewhere. We're maybe too focused on either the past or the future. And so being mindful helps us to shift back to the present back to the here and the now, and to help get our emotions back in check. Because when our emotions are all over the place, we cannot think logically, we cannot reason with people. And honestly, we create our own personal prisons because we allow all of those dark thoughts to take over. And it's very common for people to step into that place of fear and it would be easy to go there but we have to rein in our thoughts and mindfulness is a way for us to do that when we are constantly in the past that's another thing so a lot of some people are just like always in the present in the future sorry worrying about you know what's going to happen next and then some people are always in the past and the problem with always going to the past is we may have regret And we may feel remorse over things that have happened. But the truth is, there is nothing that we can do to change the past. Not a thing. So we can reflect on the past in order to gain clarity and to learn lessons and say, okay, from now on, I'm never going to do that again. But staying there and dwelling there isn't helpful at all because it just, again, causes us to torment ourselves because of the things that maybe we have done in the past. So it's important to stay present and focused and to keep our awareness centered in the here and the now. So how can we do that? There are many mindfulness exercises that you can do. You can do them on a daily basis or you can do them whenever you feel the need that can help bring you back to the center. I know that my own children have struggled with panic attacks, and whenever those things come on, it feels terrible because it feels like your heart is racing, like you're having a heart attack and you can't breathe. These are the symptoms that my children have described to me. They feel like they're out of body, so they don't feel connected to their physical body, which is a very odd, strange feeling. And it can make you panic even more to be like, oh my gosh, I can't feel my body. I'm not connected to my body. What's wrong? So it's in that moment that it's important for you to come back to an awareness. And there are a couple of ways you can do that. So one thing really quickly that resets your central nervous system is to hang upside down. And that sounds weird. But it's true, so if you can like, hang your head upside down, that's why they say sometimes to put your head in between your knees and to take some deep breaths, that that is a way to bring yourself back to reset that central nervous system. But another thing about mindfulness is mindfulness can actually help to make new neural pathways in our brains. Studies have shown that children who have been affected by trauma, and let's face it, almost all children anymore have been affected by trauma in some way, just living through this pandemic has been traumatic for kids. What they've had to see, even seeing like the political things going on in the news, that's traumatic because let's face it, it has not been pleasant. So mindfulness can actually help revert the damage that trauma does to the brain. Because, in essence, what happens when someone is affected by trauma is that the amygdala, the part of the brain that actually, you know, senses that something isn't right, goes into overdrive. And then the part of the brain, uh, I think it's the frontal lobe, that actually processes this trauma and says, okay, this is not a threat. This is not a big deal. Calm down doesn't work, right? And so we're not able to calm down. And so we're always living in this state of hyperactivity and hypersensitivity to everything. So, you know, when someone's really in a bad mood and you just ask them a simple question and they overreact and they like yell at you, it's because they're in that state of the amygdala being super, super hyperactive. And so they can't calm down and and give you a reasonable answer to something. So when we're working with students, obviously this causes learning problems because students can't think and reason the way that they normally could before they were exposed to trauma. And so there have been studies that show that 10 to 12 weeks of mindfulness practice can actually rewire the brain. It causes the amygdala to stop going into overdrive and it allows for the frontal lobe to you know, do its job, which is regulate, okay, is this something I need to be really, really um, upset about or is it not? So as a result, students are able to focus better and able to process things better and reason, and so therefore, learning becomes easier for them. So I created this program to help students. It's going to help them not only with behavior issues, but if you're a teacher and you've been in a classroom, this is going to help you, number one, make connections to your kiddos. Number two, help with behavior issues. And number three, it's going to help them with learning problems because once they're able to you know, rewire the brain, it's going to help them to think better. And so these are all, of course, amazing things, things that really, really help. But these are also things that you as an adult can do because a lot of us have trauma that we've never dealt with. Maybe we had trauma as kids. I know for me, going through uh, my parents getting divorced was trauma and it happened when I was three. So obviously I never processed it. And so uh, of course it affected the way that my brain worked. And so I've been doing mindfulness things for like two years now, and I can totally see a difference because things that used to bother me and where I might react in a bad way, don't bother me anymore. So you too could actually use this program to help you retrain your brain and to create new neural pathways in your own brain. But it's especially helpful for kids because they don't know how to process, necessarily, what's happened. So one of the exercises that I like to do with kids and with adults centers all around what we really think about ourselves. And I've done a podcast episode on this before, but the two words, I am, are two of the most important words in our language, because what comes behind them defines what we think about ourselves. And what I've found out is that a lot of kids, including my own, didn't necessarily have a high self image. You know, he saw all the flaws that he had in himself, my son, and decided that that's who he was. And so, in doing this exercise, we helped to shape who he thought he was into the ego side, which is the side telling him that all of those flaws made him who he was, to letting that go and really then coming to the higher self, which knows that he's so smart, kind, a good person, good-hearted, he's funny, all of these positive things about him. So what we had to do was to get him to let go of that ego and get him to accept the self the true self which is his higher self which is all of the good qualities that he really does possess and that's important for all of us to do and so one of the activities that i do with kids is teaching them to write what they think of themselves first and then go ask others what do you think of me and you guys could do this too In a journal, just write down I am and what words come to you. And be honest. The first words that come to you when you think of I am, what is it? And you'll probably realize that some of the things that come out might be surprising to you. And they may not be so positive because our brain tends to focus on the negative. And that's like the ego part of us saying these are all the things that you are and they're not great. So you want to start with that. But then I would encourage you to ask others, what do you see in me? And even if you wanted to do a Facebook post, people do this all the time, put a post out there and say, what are the first five words that you think of when you think of me? What comes to your mind when you think of me? And you'll probably be shocked and surprised at what other people say. For me, when people write into me about my podcast or about working with me, And then they tell me like when they leave a review or when they say things to me like you've helped so much, they say things to me that I don't even really know about myself sometimes. And it's shocking to me. It's shocking to me in two ways because number one, I'm just so overwhelmed that somebody would think that about me. But then number two, I realize like I should be thinking that about myself. Like I should be seeing that in myself. And we don't often see in ourselves what others see in us. So a good exercise for you to do would be to ask those around you, you know, what are your words that come to mind when you think of me? What are those? And then you'll probably be surprised at what they say. But then you need to start letting that become your own words about you too. Like you need to start seeing in yourself what others see about you. Another really good mindfulness program and mindfulness activity, is just being in the present moment. And so a quick way to do that is to close your eyes and take a deep breath. And on your fingers, you can count five, count one, two, three, four, five, as you're touching your thumb to your each finger, and then doing it backwards. It's like reminding your brain to be here and present in the moment. So if you feel yourself getting super anxious, you know, close your eyes, take a deep breath. And we all, like, give me five. Give yourself five and touch your thumb to your index finger and then your middle finger and then your ring finger and then your, um, then your little finger. And it's like reminding your brain to snap out of whatever thought cycle is going on and to be here in the present moment. There's also mindfulness eating. And that is where you find a food. So maybe get an orange. And as you're eating the orange, be super mindful of what you're doing. Like as you're peeling the peel, what does that feel like on your fingers? What does it smell like? Because if you talk to me right now about an orange, I can tell you, I, I can right now get a sense of what that smells like, like the orange peel smell and I know what it feels like on my fingers. And what you're actually doing there is slowing down and being in the present moment. And so when you put the bite of orange in your mouth, what does it taste like? And how does it feel on your tongue? And it's just a way for us to be mindful about eating because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I will scarf food down and I'm like, I don't even know what I ate because I was just trying to eat so quickly. And of course we have to do that sometimes For me, I get 30 minutes for lunch. I have to eat that quickly. But if you talk to anyone that I know, they will tell you I'm the slowest eater when I'm not at work. Because when I'm at work, I have to eat that quickly. And I don't like it, but I have to. So when I'm not at work, I will eat so slowly because I want to enjoy the food and I don't want to have to not taste it and not scarf it down. So... I try to practice mindfulness eating all the time, and I think it also helps prevent you from overeating because you're not just... You know, a lot of times I think we're eating so fast that our stomach hasn't sent that signal to the brain that, hey, I'm full, because we are just eating too fast. So we slow down, and we really truly enjoy what it is we're eating, or we drink water with it while we're eating. It's another way to help us not overindulge, too, sometimes. A really big mindfulness practice that I love is just affirmations, like repeating that to yourself. And anyone who's ever taken any of my programs knows I'm a big fan of affirmations. But I love listening to them. Several people have affirmations you can listen to before bed. I used to listen to, there was a a YouTube Video by Wayne Dyer, and it was called um, like "Listen to this five minutes before you go to bed," and it was all about unwinding and unpacking everything that happened to you during the day, and just being present in the here and the now, and knowing, and really understanding and being aware of the connection that you have to the divine. And it was a great way to relax and really get ready for the evening. And um, I do this, you know. I would do it before bed and, and sleep really, really well. So I can include that link in the show notes today if you want to go and check it out yourself, because I really like it. And there's another one that I really like that uh, her YouTube channel name is Aqua Moonlight that she does. And it's just positive affirmations for self and to cultivate self-love. And I think that we need to be doing that so much more. But some of the other topics that I have included in this program that I think kids really need is conflict resolution because so many times kids don't know how to you know they don't know how to how to have a disagreement because let's face it they see on Facebook like if we don't agree on something I have to shout at you and call you names and that is not going to get anyone anywhere it does nothing and yet people do it all the time I will post things on Facebook sometimes something that I feel or believe in and someone that I'm, I never comments on anything I post will just pop up on there to post something argumentative. And it would be one thing if they were trying to point out a logical argument, but it's not. It's like name-calling and how can you have this opinion, that kind of thing. And it's really annoying because to me, I'm all about let's have a dialogue, let's have a discussion. You know, if you don't agree with me, it doesn't mean I have to hate you. It just means we have a different opinion, but let's have a dialogue about it that some people are so just bent on hearing themselves talk and they will not listen. They just want to prove that their point is right without ever listening to your side. And there's no way that you're going to get anywhere in doing it. It's like screaming at a wall. It's about that effective. So we have to learn. And it's something that I don't think I was ever taught conflict resolution in school, but it is something that's useful and something we really really need to be teaching and to learning because think about everything that's going on now in society. We've never learned how to de-escalate a situation. Instead, we try to do things that actually make it worse and escalate the situation instead of, you know, calming people down and it's because we haven't done a very good job of teaching people how to manage conflict and how to resolve conflict. And there is a definite art to that. So we need to be better about that. There are so many other topics that I cover in this program that's great for kids, one of them being body image and what we really see in social media versus what is reality because there are so many people Figures out there that kids look up to that post things that aren't really their true selves you know they have filters and all of these things and I can't tell you I mean yeah those snapchat filters that's a fun thing but why do we constantly have to use snapchat filters for everything it's like we just need to just be who we are and let's face it I mean yeah people always want to look better of course But we also need to realize and understand that it's okay to look the way we look, too, and be all right with that. And so that's another huge lesson for kids is, you know, body image and what are we doing about body image? And how can we really appreciate the body that we have? There are a lot of other topics that I cover in this program. One is controlling emotions. So using tools like meditation and EFT, which I talk about all of the time on there. I talk about how to form new habits, how to have empathy, how to express your needs because I feel like a lot of kids nowadays really aren't very good at advocating for themselves and that helicopter style parenting that we're seeing more and more is a big part of it. But I talk about this in my book, Beautifully Broken. We aren't given an instruction manual with kids. We just kind of do what we know and sometimes that's great and sometimes we can do better. So we really need to be better about helping kids learn how to advocate for themselves, how to say what their needs are instead of acting out, that they can actually express it in words. How to have gratitude, how to choose better thoughts, not playing the victim, not being a people pleaser, learning how to remain in control and take back your power and how every action that they take has a ripple effect. So there are a lot of really, really great topics in this program. So if you're a teacher or if you just have kids and you really want to help them learn how to navigate this world a little bit easier, this is a great program for them. And it's available on Amazon right now. It's also available on my website. So you can get it either place. On Amazon, it's an e-book. On my website, it downloads as a PDF file. But it's a great program, and I have, it's laid out so that there are lesson plans that tell you how to teach it. But if you're just working with your kids, you know, the lesson plans are just kind of a guide for how you would talk to your kids about it. So I just really think this is such an important thing that we really need right now, especially dealing with this pandemic. So I encourage you to go take a look and see if this is something that would be beneficial for you. I hope that it is. I hope that it helps so many people. Again, you can order it on Amazon or on my website, MelissaOatman.com. So I want to thank you guys for being here with me today. I pulled a card for you, and the card that I pulled is from the Heart Thoughts deck by Louise Hay, and it's, I am here at the right time. The work I am doing on myself is a lifetime process. It doesn't matter how much time it takes because I have all the time in the world. I love that, and it's so true. And if you are like me, I know that I will never, ever be finished working on myself because it is a lifetime process. So be gentle with yourself if you're working on yourself. And if you are looking for an easy way to get some good nutrition into your life, check out Smart for Life. They offer cookies, protein bars, shakes, soups, I have been eating the protein bars, and I've been taking them to work with me every day. This week, I am eating the strawberry and cream Smart for Life protein bar and the peanut butter chocolate. They are delicious, easy. I just throw a couple of bars in my purse before I go to work, and that's my breakfast and lunch, and then I go home and I eat a sensible dinner. So it's an easy way for me. I love it. It's made my life so much simpler. So if you are interested They have a special promo code for you if you put in awesome, all capital letters. You'll get 10% off. And I saw where they also were offering free shipping on any orders over $25 for this week. So you may want to check that out. It's just smart for life. All right, guys. Well, I want to thank you again for being here with me. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays on Facebook at 6.30 Central where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I will pull a card for you personally. Also, I post videos to Instagram and IGTV. And I have free guided meditations on my YouTube channel. Go check all of that out. Also, don't forget to like this podcast, to subscribe, leave a review from wherever you're listening. Leave me some stars on iTunes. And if you'd like to share it with others who you think might enjoy it, that would be so wonderful. I would appreciate that so much. I hope that you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.